a layman looks at the book of Revelation. Peace Gorgas 2021. The Revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 22. When I was a boy, before I would read any novel, I would read the last chapter to see if I liked the way the book ended. If I liked it, I read the book, and if I didn't, I refused to read it. We have come to the final chapter of the Bible, and the story has a most wonderful ending for those who are Christ's. Earth's sad story, closed in glory, closed in glory. On yon shore. Now John continues his visit with the angel who showed him the new Jerusalem, and they continue their tour. And he showed me a river of water of life bright as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and the Lamb. We are brought to the throne of God and of the Lamb, and out of it proceeds the river of the water of life. It flows from God's throne. I was born on the banks of the Raritan River, and for some reason have usually lived on or near a river. The Rawway River, the Passaic River, the Rhone River, the Sebastikuk in Maine, and the North Branch of the Saranac River. As I look out of my home office today, I'm about 200 yards from the main branch of the Saranac River. Each one has its own character and beauty, and I've always found it so peaceful and exhilarating to discover those characteristics and pretty places. These all pale in comparison with the river of the water of life. Some of those rivers were very polluted at the time I lived near them. You wouldn't dare eat the fishes from them, and a drink from them might have proved very damaging, but not so with this river. This water will quench the thirst of any who drink from it. It is clear and purer than any mountain trout stream on earth. In the midst of the street of it and of the river, on this side and on that side, was the tree of life producing twelve fruits, every month yielding its fruit. And the leaves of the tree for healing of the nations. Now between the street of gold, gold street, and the river of the water of life is the tree of life. Remember that when Adam sinned in the garden of Eden by eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God chased him from the garden and placed an angel with a sword to keep man from eating of the tree of life. This was a great mercy, because had Adam eaten of it in his sinful fallen condition, he would have been chained in his body forever. This tree, with its seasonal fruits will be for the health of the nations. Some have suggested that this jumps back to the millennium, but I present you with the next verse, and there shall be no more curse, the curse will be restrained during the millennium, but except for the Lord's holy mountain. It will still be in effect. There will still be death, sin, and decay, but it will not be prevalent as it is today. The back marshes of the Dead Sea will remain salty. In the eternal state, there will not be any curse left. Nothing will break down, nothing will get sick or die. Our mortal bodies will have been raised, incorruptible. And the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, after sinning, Adam hid from God's presence, because he was naked and ashamed. Sin broke the union between God and his creatures, but now he will make his residence among men. Sin will no longer be a barrier to communion. I understand his servants to be the elect from every dispensation and shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. No man in his sinful state could ever look on God's face. It would destroy him, but for all eternity we will be able to look directly on God's face. His name shall be on their foreheads. The citizens of the heavenly country will be identified by the God's name on our foreheads. God will be central to our thoughts. And there shall be no night there, and no need of lamp and sunlight, for the Lord God will illumine them, and they shall reign unto the ages of the ages. Again, we told of that the light of God, emanating from his being, will be the light of that scene. Having suffered with and for Christ, we will reign, not just over the millennial kingdom, but here we read that it will be for the ages of the ages, in other words, for eternity. And he said to me, These words are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the spirits of the prophets hath sent his angel to show his servants the things which must come to pass shortly. God has graciously brought us into his counsels and shown us the end of all matters. 
the message of Revelation runs a string through the Old Testament prophets and ties their messages together. And, behold, I am coming quickly, blessed is he that keepeth the words of the prophecy of this book. Here the angelic tour guide, is directly quoting the Lord Jesus's word and message here. Earlier we read that there is a blessing on the one who reads and obeys this book of Revelation. And first John was he that heard and saw these things. And when I heard and when I saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel that showed me these things. This is the second time that John is so overwhelmed that he falls at the angel's feet. The angel is swift to reject his worship. And he saith to me, See thou do it not, I am fellow servant of thee and of thy brethren the prophets and of those that keep the words of this book, worship God. He is quick to acknowledge that he is a created being and not God. At the close of this chapter, I will include some admonitions from other apostles. And he saith to me, Seal not the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. The words of this book are to be read and searched out. Daniel had been told to seal up some of the things he was told, as they would be revealed in the end time he that is unjust, let him do unjustly still, and he that is filthy. Let him be filthy still, and he that is righteous, let him practice righteousness still, and he that is holy, let him be sanctified still. This is the eternal state. Things will be past the reach of change. Now we get the words of the Lord Jesus himself to close out the book. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward with me to give each as his work is. This is a personal promise from the Lord. It will be his delight to reward every faithful act done by a believer. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. The Lord is maintaining his divinity here. He is Jehovah, the author and finisher of our faith. Blessed are those that wash their robes, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in by the gates into the city. The vilest sinner can be washed and purged by plunging under the cover of the shed blood Christ. That opens the way to the tree of life and the gates of the eternal city. Without are the dogs and the sorcerers and the fornicators and the murderers and the idolaters and everyone that loveth and practiseth a lie. Here we have the Lord's own words concerning sin keeping a soul from this wonderful, blessed scene. May we grow to hate every form of evil. I Jesus have sent mine angel to testify to you these things in the churches. John received the words of this book from the lips of an angel, but the Lord makes it clear that it was by his command. We are reminded again that these messages are sent to the seven churches of Asia. Typically, those churches speak of all churches from the day of Pentecost until the church is taken away. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright, and the morning star. Here is the Lord's own answer to a question he posed to the rulers of the Jews when he asked why David would call Messiah his Lord when he was an offspring of David. He was the Son of God from all eternity past and will remain the Son of David for all eternity. When the Lord appears to Israel at the end of the tribulation, he will come as the Son of Righteousness with healing in his wings. He will shine forth in all his glory. To the church, however, he presents himself as the bright and morning star. Why? The sun is seen by all, and nothing is hid from its heat, but the morning star is seen only by those awake in the pre-dawn moments before the darkness has fled. This is one of numerous reasons that I believe the rapture will precede the tribulation. What then is the response of the Spirit, who is bringing the bride home to glory, and the bride together? And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come. God's desire is that those who hear this book will join in the expectant cry. And let him that is a thirst come, let him that willeth take life's water freely. Here we are at the very end of the Bible, and the Holy Spirit continues to plead with any who are thirsty. The invitation is very similar to that in Isaiah chapter 55, Ho, everyone that thirsts, come to the waters. God longs to quench your soul thirst and deliver you from coming wrath. He wants you in his eternal city.
Now John speaks his own words. I testify to every one that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any one add to them, God shall add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any one shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the tree of life and out of the holy city that are written in this book. This is a solemn warning against either adding to or subtracting from God's words recorded in this book. Adding to them will add the plagues written herein, and subtracting from them will deprive one of a part with the tree of life and in God's holy city. He that testifieth these things saith, Yea, I am coming quickly. Once again the Lord reiterates his promise. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Those who are Christ's will joy in responding, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with all the saints. Amen. Until he comes, we will have his grace to maintain us all the way home. In going through this study, I've seen that there is much I have still to learn about this wonderful book, but it's been an immense joy to share those things I do understand a little of. I want to close with the testimony of the other New Testament writers, the other apostles. Peter, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat. And the earth and its works will be discovered. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God? Because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning, and the elements will melt with intense heat. But according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth, in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found spotless and blameless by him, at peace, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as also our beloved brother Paul according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you, Paul, in the future there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. James, therefore be patient, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it, until it gets the early and late rains. You too be patient, strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. John, and now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed of him at his coming. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.